You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 305. I am Tim Robertson. We missed last week. Uh, Owen Rubin was going to join me, but he had uh, connectivity issues. And so David was supposed to be back this week. He's back from his vacation. And unfortunately, he was here, but he was sitting in a park on, uh, well, mobile, and it sounded terrible. All I could hear was wind, and it sounded like he was in a tin can. So I made an emergency phone call to Owen Rubin. <laughs> so this is last week. I don't know what Owen. you mean by tin can. It must be something wrong with your system. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded pretty bad. He felt bad about it. But I, I, I told him, I said, I, I can't do that to the listeners. I can't. It, it sounded really bad. Not to mention well, the fact David, that I thank didn't. thank you. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got quite honestly, a jam-packed show here. Uh, we've got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, Apple had their big event. We're going to talk about that, but we're not going to go into a whole lot of detail. We're going to talk about kind of our opinion uh, of the event itself and what they're releasing because anybody listening to this show is obviously a tech fan and they already know everything that Apple released, right? So right. they're only listening to get what we think about whatever was released. Um, I have... Good. I want to hear about it. I have a product we're going to talk about that okay. actually I it's updating right now. I think it's done. And maybe it will address some of the massive, massive problems with this product. So we'll see about that. I won't okay. be able to talk about the, the fixes. We'll see if that will work in the future. But uh, let's start here. Uh, right before we started recording, you started talking about a VPN service that you use. And it's funny because I have been thinking seriously for about a couple months now of starting to run a VPN myself. And I was considering, do I want to use a service? Uh, you know, I'm concerned about them keeping logs, not that I'm doing anything, but I really don't like what's going on with net neutrality. So I really kind of right. wanted to have a VPN. I thought about maybe rolling my own, but yeah, you know what? Then I'm setting up a little mini PC or a Raspberry Pi just to run a VPN and how secure is it really? And yeah, I, I really it depends wasn't on your on goal that. too. So most new routers, you might be surprised. You might want to look include VPN services in them. Yes, but so not the ones my from Comcast. Has a VPN. Yeah, but I use the Comcast router, and oh, I you use, do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah, I have a Linksys that has a, has OpenVPN built in, which is a thing you can download onto your phone and everything. But all that does is VPN me from wherever I am to my house. So I Correct. use that occasionally. Um, but it doesn't protect my traffic from my house out. Correct. Which okay. is what you want. That's that's kind of what, here in the U.S. anyways, the net neutrality is really kind of targeting. They want right. to be able to traff, They want to be able to to track where you're going online, what you're doing, and then potentially your service provider sell that information to advertisers so they can target you with ads. And they will. And they I mean, will absolutely. Well, once they you- once they know your phone. They get the MAC address of your phone while you're on your home Wi-Fi network. They could also track you when you're not at home. Yeah. Where are you? Oh, he's here now. Oh, because by the way, he speaking just... of tracking, you know that you have to turn off Google tracking. Yes. If you use Google Maps, they will track you. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't know that, but I got, an e- I got an email from him saying, do you consent to us continuing to track you? Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> so, no. Uh, of course, I have my VPN, this VPN I use on, so I was in Stockholm and uh, I was in Houston, and I, I mean, I wasn't in any of those places, but that's where it showed up on the tracking, which I thought was kind of funny. Google Maps kept saying, T- tell us about this place in Houston you are, you know. Oh, really? Okay. It's awesome. Everyone should come uh, here. Uh, yeah. 
So I looked at a bunch of different ones. I used to use a service called Viper, um, but they do log, according to them. They keep daily logs. So, uh, And I know that because I actually had it on once, and I saw, oh, I need this file, and I went and, and – um, I went and downloaded a piece of it through a torrent, and I got a slap on the hand letter saying, can't torrent. <laughs> so I said, okay, well, so they do know what I'm doing. So I looked around um, at other – oh, the price just went down. That's very funny. I looked around at other um, services, and I ended up settling on this one called Ivacy, I-V-A-C-Y.com. It's funny because this wasn't one of the one that Scott Wilsey covered for my Mac. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't. And I was looking at his, the ones that he recommended or he talked about in his article at MyMac.com maybe a month and a half ago, and neither one of them kind of fit what I was looking for. One of the big things, honestly, I was wanting was unlimited bandwidth. I didn't want to have right. to have any caps on there. This has no caps. Yep. And I wanted it, it, something that was somewhat affordable. I don't want to spend 15 bucks a month for a VPN. I really don't. It's a little, it's a, it can be very expensive. The one, The Viper one came with another service. Um, when I got rid of their service, they said I could keep Viper. It had five connections. I could keep Viper one for free, and they offer it again. So Viper offers a free one, but it's got a bandwidth cap, but you can try it out. Um, I think Viper is through a um, service called Giga News is where I got it, which is a net news service that offers it as well. They offer they sell the so, but Ivacy has a deal right now for the next eight days. Buy one year, get one. I don't work for them. But buy one year, get one year free. Their 12-month plan just dropped to $3.68 a month, basically. So if you cut that in half, you know, you're paying a little less than, uh, what, a buck seventy-five a month or something. Uh, for And you pay for 20, 24 months in advance. So you have to pay that 80 bucks, 88 bucks in advance. But it has, it gives you five connections. It gives you an app that runs on your phone, runs on your Mac, runs on your Windows machine. You can have... You can have them all running at the same time. Um, it has something called Internet Kill, which I like. So if you are downloading things and you don't want to be done, you're doing torrents or something, and the VPN drops, and they all drop, by the way, um, this will shut the the network down. Um, I did it for exactly the same reason you did. I don't like this, that we've lost net neutrality. And what really pushed me over the line is I went to, I went to the jockey store the other day online because I needed to buy some stuff and then the, an hour later i was i was surfing another site and jockey ads started popping up yep and it kind of like wait a minute <laughs> yep and now they're popping up everywhere i see jockey ads everywhere it's like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna vpn this thing and put ad block on and i use ad block by well, the way here's well. what gets me this is what's pushing me over the edge so i i have cable television and I've got pretty much the As premium package, so I get everything, right? Right. Well, I have a DVR. I can record the shows that I want to watch, and I do. But quite often, I'm not in that room. The kids are in that room. And if I want to watch, say, Better Call Saul, I can't really watch that with them in the room. It's not an appropriate show right. for a nine-year-old. Right. And yeah, by the time they right. go to bed... I, I'm I'm not I'm too tired. I don't want to, so I want to watch. You know, so I'm watching our show, right? <laughs> exactly. So I want to watch it basically on my computer. <coughs> well, I can go to the AMC website, but it's buggy, and I have to sign into Comcast, which I don't have a problem with. I'm it's who I pay, and right. I can watch it right there, but it's not always convenient. So what I really wanted to is I just wanted to download the episode and watch it 
in bits and pieces, not necessarily all at once. Sure. Which is if I go to their on-demand AMC website, I got to watch it right then. It doesn't remember when I come back, oh, you're at the 15-minute mark. We'll just pick yeah, it up Yeah, that drives there. me nuts. Right. <laughs> what I want to do is I want to watch it in Plex because it will remember right where I left off. I, now, I do the same thing. I pay it. for access to the show. I, I'm totally, it's totally within my right to watch it online, to watch it on my DVR. So I just downloaded a torrent of a couple episodes to get caught up. Now, is that legal? Well, I've got every legal right to watch that. And in my torrent client, I actually have it so I'm not sharing it. I'm not resharing that file. I'm just downloading it. Well, I got a a slap on the wrist email from Comcast saying, oh, you're downloading something you're not supposed to. No, I am supposed to because I pay for this. And so I've, I've made that I've made that argument myself. If I if I, I, I like you, I have a Dish Network subscription, and I and I pay a lot of money every month. Yes, I hate to think how much money I pay to get we pay all for these things, and I don't download content. anything that I could that I don't, and I DVR it. Right. And if I DVR it now, Dish has Dish anywhere, right? But it doesn't work hundred um, percent. If you're, especially if you're in a bad network area. So there are times that I will go grab a episode and put it in Plex as well. I don't torrent it. I use um, I'm talking about Giga News. I use a thing called Net News, mm-hmm. which is considered illegal. You know, they they don't like that you're downloading an episode that someone has uploaded. I don't share them. I do not ever upload episodes. I do no, not. Me neither. I'm not sharing anything. I just I'm not a I only file share. That I have that I've already paid for. Exactly. And if if I'm paying that much money to Comcast. To have access to these shows that I want to watch, who are they to say how I can and can't watch it? Yeah, it's a gray area. I, it is definitely a gray area. I understand both sides of that, having been in that business. Um, but I do it occasionally, uh, especially when I know I'm going to be somewhere. Oh, I, and you know what I'll do? It. I know I'm flying across the country on an airplane. Perfect example. There's no way Southwest's $8 $8 Wi-Fi is going to ever let me download a stream of video. No. <laughs> it just isn't going to happen. No. Nope. Uh, so I will put a couple on my so, iPad. So that's one of the main reasons I really do want to start rolling my own VPN, plus its whole security aspects of it as well. So, Well, this one has a seven-day money-back guarantee, so you can try it. If you don't like it, say, hey, I don't like it. Uh, this is the one I picked. I, you know, there are bunches of them out there there. is and that's kind of the problem Owen. is that there's so many if you just do a google search you're you're lost in the morass for hours just trying to figure out which is legitimate which is some russian hackers just trying to get your paypal account right Um, occasionally you'll run across an article like scott's at my mac that you know here's a real user that's actually tried these services that he's recommending um but you still want more, and and so when you started talking about it, I perked up. So this is well, what I'm, I'm going to try. I'm I'm going to uh, pay for this, download it, and and run this VPN. Did you look at their? I mean, I, when I looked at their features, anonymous browsing, it's 256 bit encryption. It works over public Wi-Fi. They give you five multiple logins, which I really like. So I have it running right now on my Windows machine, on my Mac, and on my cell phone, and that leaves me two and my iPad switches it on when I turn it onto the network. Yeah, I was on their Buy It Now page, and I just moved my mouse, and it says, wait, we hate to see yeah, you leave. Yeah, get 10% off. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah that, that's right. Move the mouse like you're going to leave. It gives you an extra 10%. The other thing I like is it has something called split tunneling, which most people won't use, but it lets you say this app tunnels to there and this app tunnels to here. So 
you can specify only certain things that tunnel if you're worried about um, uh, worry about you know speed on other things. I think it runs about eighty percent of. I'm on it now, so I'm with Skype. We're on. We're talking across it. It's it's live now. It thinks I'm in Houston. Um, it tells me the IP address I have. I've been live for two days, twenty one hours, and twenty five minutes. That's so. It it has a pretty good uptime record, uh, and it says no logs, and it has that internet kill switch, which I really like. Um, and and it says app available for Windows, Mac, iOS, and Android. So it it's worth a try. I don't work for them. I'm not trying. I probably I, I bet you if I even sent people a link, they, I'd get some referral. But I don't probably. care. I think it's very cool. All right, yeah, I'm gonna give it a try. So. Uh, let's talk a little bit, Owen, about the Apple event. You said you were not happy. Uh, I'm going to give a very quick, brief update on what was released because maybe maybe everybody doesn't know. So, number one, new iMac. Uh, I right. think that for a lot of people um, expecting a Mac Pro announcement, they were probably disappointed. I wasn't expecting a Mac Pro because Apple just said in a kind of a private meeting with a few select people out there that... It's coming, and but we're at least a year away. So I wasn't expecting right. to see anything on a Mac Pro. I was mildly surprised with an iMac Pro. I think it's a good idea. I think the price is You were super. surprised, really? No, no not really. No, I I, I've been kind that. of expecting it. But I was yeah. kind of... Ex- Honestly, I, I thought we'd see a Mac Pro and an iMac Pro as one big announcement. <clears throat> Did I lose you? Nope. Oh, sorry. I had a little glitch there. Um, so no, I, that didn't surprise me. I, the this whole Pro series of things, Pro iPads, MacBook has had the Pro series for a long time. I've always wondered why there wasn't an iMac Pro. It makes perfect sense, especially with the miniaturization of supercomputers nowadays. Yep. Why yep. they don't have this gorgeous screen, which is only getting better over time, married to world class computing hardware. And they just haven't and, done that until now. And I do like that they now let you use the screen ex- with an external input. That, Absolutely. Yeah, it used to drive me crazy. I have an iMac with this wonderful screen. And then if the, if the iMac gets old, it's five years old, and I really don't want to use that machine anymore. But I've got this beautiful screen I paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, that was smart. Uh, Hi, Sierra. What, what comes after Hi, Sierra? I don't know. I think that's the worst name of the Sierra? bunch. <laughs> well, I like that. It's less about new features in High Sierra. And for those who are more Windows-centric, this is the next version of the Mac OS operating system. Um, it's less focused on the, wow, look at this new feature, and more refined what's already there. Yeah, uh, Apple has a track there. record of doing this, of fixing and, and upgrading under-the-hood stuff, which I really, really appreciate. I really do. I, I still think that this yearly upgrade cycle for both Mac OS and iOS is foolhardy. I think you release it when it's ready and when yeah. it's worthwhile. But so they I also don't you, charge for this. At Apple, having worked at Apple way, way back, we did it then too. They had these, oh, we have to do this release at this time. And I think the last iOS I worked on, so let me date myself, was, was one of the System 7s. Uh, and I remember... Oh, I can admit this now because it's long since past. Sitting in the the because my job was to do the my I was on the release side, so I was the one who glued it all together when the pieces came apart. My team owned the building of the systems from all the pieces. There was something like seven hundred priority one bugs. Nice. 
You know, they killed anyone that would cause a data loss. But um, it, and by the time we actually got it out the door, that number was way down. But there was still a lot of them, and they were known, right? And, of course, the minute it went out the door, everybody was working on bugs. But it, because it had to go out, right, they, 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 put, they tried to put too many features in, and, and it just had the original – I think that was the original – I still have the box sealed in plastic on my shelf. System uh, seven box. That's awesome. Um, just because it was one of the last things I worked on there. Yeah, they, you should absolutely keep that. I mean, it's 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 shrink wrapped. I mean, it's a brand new system. It's it's, a, it's, a, it's worth at least five bucks right now. It, it may be six. But Maybe. I, well, it's shrink wrapped, <laughs> so we'll go to six. I mean, you know. <laughs> it's not like I kept it because I I, I kept it sort of sentimental. Values. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it'll probably end up with Alex at some point. Um, <laughs> Which we'll talk about when we get to our feedback. I was disappointed because. I my favorite little device right now is my iPad Mini. I, yeah, and I think like, that's a dead product. It is. A, I think so too. It's been since what September 2015 mm-hmm. that was released. Um, they didn't release it at the last press release where they talked about new iPads, and then I was saying, okay, maybe they're holding it for WWDC. And they talked about upgrades to iPads, and it was not mentioned. And uh, if you read, if you Google iPad Mini Five, which is what it would be called. There's all these people saying they think it's gone because the bigger iPhone 7, you know, has sort of displaced the need for an iPad mini. Which I disagree. Well, mm, I don't know. I use it all the time. So does my wife. I think the problem with the iPad mini. Sorry? I think the problem with the iPad mini is the competition. There isn't any competition for the full-size iPads. There just isn't. There isn't Mm -hmm. an Android device out there that even rivals it on any level, right? Now, you could say maybe the Surface Pro, but that's more of a desktop. No, no, that's more of a computer. Right. Yeah. So now we get down. So obviously when it comes to the full-size tablets, it, there isn't a tablet market. There's an iPad market. That's all there right. is. So when you get to the smaller tablets, now you've got two main competitors there, Owen. Samsung. Uh, and they're both, nope, and they're both nope. better priced and more convenient. One is what you said. It is the larger screen Phablets, if you will, the, the larger, right. the larger phones. I've got an iPhone six plus. It's it's getting a little long in the tooth at this point, but <laughs> because I use that one, I don't have need for the smaller iPad. If I want an iPad, sure. I just use my bigger one. So for me, that one's gone. But if I okay. do want something that size, what am I going to do with it? It's probably for consuming uh, websites, maybe a game, uh, maybe email. But probably reading, right? That's exactly what I use mine for. Right. Well, here, I got bad news for you, Owen. Amazon? It's called Amazon. Yeah. And it is really, really, really hard to beat the Amazon tablets out there at that size. For yeah, I may have point. to look at that. I may have to look at an Amazon tablet. I want, I mean, I, when I travel, I carry my computer, I carry my noise-canceling headphones. I'm out of room in my bag when stuff I'm carrying with. And the little tiny iPad just slips really nicely right. in there. Uh, that, I mean, I own a larger iPad as well, and I use it for other things. I don't want to carry it with me. It's just too big. This is going to sound strange. It just feels too big. So uh, here, like here, here's, hold, here's the downfall of it, hold though. Hold that little one in my hand. So maybe I'll look at the Amazon. All new Fire HD 8 tablet, so it's the same size, with Alexa. They're just promoting Alexa everywhere now. Right. Uh, it's got a decent screen. It's only 16 gigabytes, but again, you're reading. It's, so right. you're, you're going to be limited to about My a million books. My iPad is 16 gigabytes, and, it's got, and, I, and I never fill it up. So. Right. Well, how much does that iPad cost? 
$89. No, that's the Fire HD tablet. Oh, that's the Fire HD? Yeah, $79.99. $79. Well, even $89. It's like... It's less yeah, than 100 bucks. The iPad Mini's three ninety nine right now with 128 gigabytes, you, which I don't need. Right. Why would you ever buy that? Oh, and you can go to 32 gigabytes and it takes the price to what? Uh, unavailable. Okay. <laughs> so on the Fire HD tablet, 32 gigabytes is 109 bucks. Yeah, I'm going to look at this. I, you know me, I'm, I'm, I use an Android phone right now, and I have a Samsung, I don't know what they're called. I have a Samsung tablet that was given to me. Again, Android tablet. And I don't like it. I know that's weird. I mean, I love the Android phone. I don't miss my iPhone so much. But on the tablet side, for some reason, I just don't like the Android tablets as much as I like the iPad. Go well, figure. it's because Android was never meant for a larger screen in a tablet size. Maybe. Maybe. But Although that is... Fire, yeah. Isn't Fire a modified Android? It is. But modified being the key word there. It's The, the Fire is all about the Amazon ecosystem. Their videos, okay. their music, and more importantly... The books. So when yeah, I'm when I'm working and I'm at lunch, I'm reading my book on my iPhone, right? When I'm at home, I'm reading my book on my big screen iPad. Ah, uh, okay. Where does the smaller iPad come yeah, in? Yeah, you're probably 100% right. I mean, I I just, I'm so used to it, I wanted another one, so I was disappointed. I think if okay, Apple... Okay, I will move on. I think you're right. Yeah. I want to talk about AirPod, whatever they're called. The, the HomePod. Home I can't pod. believe they brought the pod name back on any level. <laughs> I thought we were past pod at this point. Didn't you? I agree. Pod. Really? Pod. <laughs> they are so uninspired in names at Apple right now. Can you just, can you bring someone in that just, I don't know, has a different, ugh. Isn't, aren't the, are the, the AirBuds, they're not called AirPods, right? No, they're, Air, what are the, the wireless phones called? I don't know. They're not pods, but. First, it made me laugh when I saw these things. I went, uh, and then I looked at the price. 349 bucks. Come on. It looks like what? a big ball of yarn is what this thing for looks one. like. Okay. For a speaker with Siri built in. And But now, to give Apple credit, this was all about the sound. Okay, so I own, I own uh, an Echo and an Echo Dot. Okay. The Echo has really good sound for its size, but I wouldn't call it super high fidelity. No. Okay. But it's good. I mean, we have it in our kitchen. We, we play music, you know, during during the day. It, it, it does a fine job. I have a Google Home coming to me because someone wants me to look at it to review, which I may stick up on my Mac. Um, and it, too, is not really about the sound. Apple made a high-quality speaker and said, oh, as long as we got this thing, we can put Echo Google Home features in it with Siri. Now, I heard you the other day, Tim, talk about, I think a couple weeks ago, about how Siri drives you nuts, and then you said you have a solution for that? For Siri? So I'm worried, I'm worried though, is the Siri on the on these HomePods going to be as bad as Siri is on my phone? Of course. Why would it be any different? Siri, what's the weather today? There are six Starbucks nearby. Yeah. <laughs> Siri's terrible. By the way, I just it said... It is you terrible. I agree with you. When you said that, I was listening to their podcast, and I went, oh my God, I only use, I only use Google Voice. It's so much better. It's so much better. It's no. So I just sent you a link. Okay. Is this the HomePod inspiration? <laughs> so. Oh, I thought that was a roll of toilet paper. No, it's a, it's a it's a it's a roll of yarn. Roll of yarn. <laughs> it actually it looks like a roll of toilet paper. It Sorry. really does. Um, <laughs> that's kind of what it looks like. 
it's an ugly think- I'm sorry, it's an ugly product. It is horrendously ugly. I don't I'll argue with anybody about this. It's obviously you can't win an opinion, but my opinion is the home pod is just it's ugly and it looks like it's gonna be a massive dust magnet. Oh, but every, come on, every it's little got cool piece little of multicolored LEDs on the top. Oh it's just it's uh <laughs> it's so ugly. Yeah, I that I just had a laugh at it. I, you know, okay, Apple wants to be in the home thing, but three forty nine. It's, it's, it's just, stupid. I look. So there's um when I was when I was working with Andy Rubin, he had backed a company that made this gorgeous sounding speaker. It wasn't the most pretty thing in the world, and it's very very expensive. But it's got the HomePod kind of idea. It's a wireless speaker you set up, and if you have one, but it was cool. If you have one, it switches to a stereo output on each side of it. And if you have two, it knows there's another one, and it becomes a stereo set. Nice. And that's very what this will do. This will do that, very, too. Very, very expensive. And this looks sort of like they're going after that speaker market. So just be a speaker. Exactly. If, the fact that they tried to turn it into a But see, they've device. done that before. Remember the, the hi-fi thing that they came out with? It looked like a big center channel that weighed 40 right. pounds. It sounded great, but it was ex- ridiculously... I, in fact, I was talking to Sam Levin just the other day, and we were talking about the HomePod, and he's like, oh, this looks it looks awesome. And I said, I think it looks stupid. Um, <laughs> but he thinks it's probably going to be a huge failure. I agree. I, I, I don't know who's going to buy this for 300 and by the way, if anyone buys one, please tell us because right. I want to know what you think of it. And I really stereo do. means two speakers, so you got to have two speakers if you're doing no, no, this no. in the room. I, no, I agree with this. They do have this beam forming technology, and I, I hate that you, the overuse of that word, but it looks like they do the same thing that other speaker did. They know if you only have one, they direct the sounds to opposite directions. So it's sort of like, even though it's one speaker, the, the stereo is being split left and right in the speaker itself, and it does work. Oh, I, I'm not does, questioning does, if it doesn't sound, sound good. Does I think work. it really yes. does. Although I don't know how much bass you're going to get with a four inch sub. But, I get pretty good out of my echo. Yeah, but that it's being said, it's 350 bucks. That's I mean, the part that bothered on. me. It's That's, it's yeah. I was, that that was a disappointment. I thought 199. Thing, I, fine, I can get 199. I can get a pair I of them for 249 if it's super high quality speaker. Right. But, and might but get 359 is is arrogantly priced. It's an Apple price. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, even the the iMac Pro it starts starts at five grand. Are you kidding yeah. me? Oh, you know, here here users, Pro users, we know we've been overcharging you for a, a four year old technology <laughs> Mac Pro. We're really sorry. So here. In the meantime, before we come out with the actual Mac Pro, which is going to be ridiculously priced, we you know that. What well, here's an iMac with Pro-like specs. It's going to be super fast. We changed the color a little bit. It looks exactly like the 27-inch iMac that you can buy right now uh, for $27.99. But this one is really pro. Uh, so as an apology, here you go five grand. So what? when I was at Apple, the um, the two FX came out, which. In, in those days was probably the pro series machine you know it had it had io processors and it, i mean it really was very advanced for its for its day uh and in, and it was very expensive it was like nine grand when it came out i believe originally it fully equipped and we used to jokingly inside it stood for too expensive yeah <laughs> that's what this should have been called this should go to the back of pro fx it, it really is too bleeping expensive um i yeah it's 
it's it's it's almost insulting. It's like it's so, how much? And you have to tell me what they do to the MacBook Pros because I haven't looked at the MacBook Pro since they put that stupid bar on it and took off all the all the ports. Who cares? It's so expensive. Here's the one thing that I'm like, hmm, <laughs> this is kind of interesting. That's the new ten and a half inch iPad Pro. Right. I kind of want one of those to be honest. I have no yeah, it's need the size for it. is better. The twelve was a little large. The twelve is a little large. Uh, it's a little bit bigger than the iPad Air two that I currently have. But and to be honest with you, I'm kind of a geek. I mean, you know, <laughs> I know you it's, are. It's a, it's a sh- I, shocker. I know. But this, I'm, I'm there with you. This is what <laughs> sold me on it. 120 megahertz refresh rate. I know. That's as soon that's as I tough. saw that, I went ooh. <laughs> now. Most people probably don't notice the difference. I do. When I bought my new HDTV, the LG that I got in the living room, that was in the top three. I, I wanted certain things. I wanted a smart TV with Plex built in or at least the ability to download it. Right. Um, I wanted a decent price, but really, I wanted 120 megahertz. If I'm going to watch a football game on anything less than 120 megahertz, it's not fun. You notice, you notice the flicker? I mean, you're sensitive to it. I am. I can see it. On a cheap TV uh, uh, with, say, running 60 megahertz, I can see it. It bothers it's me. What, this NEC monitors that I that I wrote a review on, and I've got another one coming for you for its companion. One of the things I really liked about it is I don't see any flicker at all on it. Yep. Makes, um, it makes a big difference. Most people don't, maybe you don't even realize it, but if you're going to stare at a screen for a, any length of time, like a pro football game, it, it to me, I'm like, ugh. It's it's brutal. I can't do it. Yeah. Um. So that's the Apple announcements. I you know. What they say about the phone? I didn't watch the whole nothing. Thing. Just the uh, OS eleven. I mean, they just talked about that. Which yeah, who cares? And, an, and a new watch OS. So, yeah, so. which is just okay. Sure. Done. I'll I'll download <laughs> it. Okay. Um, I, the, the coolest thing I've done with my watch is I found this app called Facer. Do you know about Facer? I don't. So Facer F A C E R. Uh, and it runs on it runs on the Apple Watch, um, has a bunch of faces you can download. So, but it lets you build your own. Ooh! So I wanted on my watch a simple digital time, and then I wanted to show temperature and steps and that stuff. And so you build it yourself. And uh, they have a they have an iOS version, and they have a they have a I mean they have a Watch OS version, I guess. I haven't tried it on the Apple Watch. So my question there. then is, if I you know I'm not using my watch. I, I tip it up to look at it. Is it changing the actual watch face, or do I have to launch this app to see this watch face? Well, I haven't tried it on the Apple phone. I mean, the Apple Watch yet. I tried it on my LG watch. And oh, it just, well. it, it's a watch face, yeah. and then inside, and it runs a little app behind it that fills it in. iOS might be a little more. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to work that way on iOS. Yeah, they're it's pretty too bad, restrictive. But I, but, so I created my own watch face on my watch, and now it does what I want it to do. And I, I thought, well, that's really kind of cool. Right. <laughs> I like that idea. I hate the fact that Apple has restricted watch faces from third-party development. makes yeah. no sense at all to so me. So this, you probably have to run this app to have it run. You're right. I right. didn't think about that. So if I'm just I, quickly again, looking at my watch and not launching another app, it's it's useless to me. Don't have an Apple watch. but I, I, I wouldn't have the LG watch if someone hadn't given it to me. I I, I hadn't worn a watch in years, so it's. I'm just now getting used to having it on my wrist again. I do like that I don't have to pull my phone out of my pocket, and I think you com- commented on those the other day. So let's okay. uh, move on here briefly. Um, 
obviously we love feedback on the show and we also love our sponsor. Our sponsor, once again, is MaxSales.com. I got two products that I was looking at on their website, Owen. Okay. 30 bucks for this one. It's a Sabrent, S-A-B-R-E-N-T, Sabrent, desktop, smart USB, rapid charger, 60 watt, 12 amp, 10 port. They got a white and a black one. This is very handy for those who need to charge up multiple USB devices, such as, I don't know, a phone, a tablet, um, anything like that. And I've got, I've got a shelf right next to me, Owen. I've got I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, now this is a, this is a smaller shelf. It's a metal shelf. Okay. I'm going to ignore the bottom thing because it's got multiple handheld game systems on it. But the one right above it, I've got, uh, an LG phone. I forget what that one is. A couple old iPhones, uh, a Kindle, two Kindles. Uh, this, this, it's the, not the paper white one, but just the regular Kindle. I got two of those. And an iPad, or I'm sorry, an iPod Mini, or yeah, Nano, iPod Nano. Them all in at the same time. Right, that's one shelf. The next shelf up, I've got two um, Fire tablets. They're seven inches, and another old iPhone. And then Damn, above that, geek, aren't you? right? Above that, I've got the <laughs> iPad Three. Uh, above that is Cole's iPad Three. Above that is the original iPad. The one above that is the iPhone 5 that Brooke uses. Uh, it's not an actual phone, though. Uh, what so have you this bought, one? like, three of these things? No, this one. Um, I've got my iPhone 6, and then on the very top shelf all by itself is my iPad Air 2. So, to run all the cables for that is a pain. This is well, a really good solution. Outlet plug. Pieces, well, the right? shelf, the thing that I'm talking about, the shelf that, and I talked about it a couple years ago here on the podcast, and I, I could look it up, but I'm not going to. It actually has power management built in, so okay, I'm, I'm kind of set there to a how point. How many plugs do you need to power up all those? It is not enough. I, it doesn't yeah. have enough. Right. Because really, the shelf system is designed for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So there's eight. Okay. There's I, I'm way over. Yeah. Um, so something like this though, not just for a geek like me, but I think for anybody, if you've got three or four things that you need to plug in, there you go. This and it's a rapid charger right too, by the way. Yeah. It's regular 60 bucks right now. It's twenty nine seventy five. dollars I must be looking at a different one because I'm looking at a Sabrent six port USB charger, premium 60 watt, 12 amp. And it says twenty nine ninety five when I go there. I mean, what did I say? Huh? What? Are, what? Are, didn't I say twenty nine seventy five? Twenty seven. I thought oh. I said twenty seven. Twenty nine. Twenty nine seventy five. Yeah. You're, you're so I use thing. I use not this one, but I use something very similar to it, and we actually travel with it. So well, I just wrap it up, throw it in my suitcase. Here you go. Get to a hotel. You're talking about traveling. Listen to this next product. Okay. The Enterplex travel adapter for the U.S., U.K., and E.U. Never worry about charging up, no matter where you are in the world. The Enterplex travel adapter comes with US, UK, and EU wall adapter prongs and dual USB output so you can literally charge anywhere. This accessory is perfect interface to charge up your Enterplex products. What? It's perfect interface to charge up your Enterplex. Is that the bright orange one? Yes. Yes, I know that product. So, yeah, and it has a little switch on it. UK, Europe, US, and Australia. $5.50? That's a bargain. $5.50. If you travel a lot, this is a nice little thing to have. I have that. <laughs> Do you? 
Yes. I'm not <laughs> it's, surprised. It really comes – it's a little clunky. It was a little larger than I hoped it would be. So, But because um, I used to carry all these little adapters. And so we use something like that, that one there. And then I, I have a USB charger like you just pointed out with six ports in it. It's not that model, but it's very similar. And when we get to a hotel, you plug it in the wall, you plug that in. So my wife and I are traveling together. We can do both our phones, both our iPads, and there's still two ports left over for, like, my watch and, and whatever else I need to charge, right? It's It, it makes traveling so easy. Um, you don't have to carry, you know, a handful of little plug things. Nice. Yeah, this is – but for five, five bucks, that's also on sale because that was, like, normally $11. So um, it's bright orange, which I actually appreciate. Because you don't leave it plugged into the wall when you leave. Right. It's going to catch your eye. <laughs> it definitely see the damn thing yes. when you're leaving. You know, Absolutely. If it was white, it would blend into the wall. And you get beyond the plane going, oh, I just donated that to a hotel again. So we do want to thank the, uh, the MyMac Podcasting Network, which it's kind of stupid for me to say that because I own the network. But I'd like to thank the MyMac. Yeah, oh, there you go. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, but I do want to take a few minutes here to let people know there is a lot of other shows in this network that we belong to including of course the my mac podcast that's the grandfather show that's the one that's been around the longest it's one of the longest running podcasts continuously running weekly podcasts in the world when did you start that 2004 wow i mean yeah, you the, were like the, the edge oh yeah we it was the dawn of podcasting i mean it was wow. and you were with my mac at the time i was I did a few. I think I was in number four, number five, or something. Yeah, you were in the very early episodes. I was in early. I remember doing it. It was just, I, I that was a lot of fun back there. It's it was so unusual. Oh, it, we were so cutting edge back in the day. Um, couple of the shows that are uh, recently released: Nintendo Club Podcast, uh, episode one sixty two. He calls them levels. I kind of like that. Talking about a new Nintendo game called Arms. It looks different. I wasn't interested at all, but the more I hear people talk about it, I'm like, hmm, might be another Nintendo Switch purchase here soon. By the you way, have I, a Switch? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I love it. And you like it? I love okay. it. I think it's the best thing Nintendo's done since I the see them all over on the trains, on trains and planes, and people carrying them all the time. It's, right uh, now, quite honestly, it's a Nintendo uh, delivery system for Zelda. And okay. I was never a Zelda fan, but it's an oh, open God, world. Oh, uh, I I've played in every incarnation, so I'm afraid to buy a Switch because uh, I'd be lost for about two and a half, three weeks trying to finish it. <laughs> no, it'd be longer than that. It's only okay. Yeah, well, this is an open world. You go wherever you want and do whatever you want. Well, like that, I mean, all the way back to the Nintendo 64, it was kind of like that. This is different. This okay. is This is the best incarnation of Zelda of all time. This is probably right now game of the year. Wow. And okay. it is single-handedly making people buy the Switch. I never plug... Well, I don't want to say never, because I also have the, the Mario Kart on there now. Okay. And I bought a Pro Controller. I love the Mario Kart games. Yep. And so we'll plug that into the TV. I'll just dock it. And I have two docks now, so I can dock it in the living room or in here in the computer room where I'm sitting right now. <laughs> and the, me and the kids can play Mario Kart on it. And it's the best version of Mario Kart I've ever seen. It's just, it's just amazing. You're going to make me go buy one of these. It's you? it's really a great system. It really is. And it hasn't even launched the uh, the classic games and all that kind of stuff on it. That's coming early next year. I'm just so looking at the video. The for whole Zelda. system. Oh, it's it's gorgeous. I thought I would dock my Switch and play Zelda on the big screen. 
I don't. I play it as a handheld. It's that. Wow. It's, okay. It's immersive. It really is. Oh, here's something. So you know the amiibos, right? The what? The amiibo. It's like a little toy, but it's not a toy. And you, it's kind of hard to explain what an amiibo is, but it has the little chip inside of it, right? Okay. So in Zelda, if you're playing Zelda, you activate, if you have, it doesn't even have to be a Zelda one, but if you put your amiibo on top of your right hand control stick from the sky, it will dump treasure or whatever. (laughs) And you can use it once a day. Is it an app or is it a, is a device? I don't know. An, this device. an amiibo is like a little statue, okay, with a little chip at the bottom of the base. Oh, okay. And so we have a couple amiibos, and you know, once a day you can use these in Zelda, and it will drop food or every great <laughs> once in a while maybe a special armor or sword, and it's kind of cool. But there's a whole bunch of Zelda ones out there that you get special things, like you can get. Uh, Zelda's horse from the other games. Um, one of them you get Wolf Link, which is like a, a wolf, a giant wolf that's Link, but from a different world. And if you have that amiibo, he'll drop in and he'll hang out with you for a while. And he'll kill your enemies for you and everything. He's pretty awesome. A M I I B O. I know I didn't, I did not know about amiibo. So. Oh, I Cole see. and I, Cole has the game too, by the way. He has it on the Nintendo Wii U, and I have it on the Nintendo Switch. Same game. There's no difference between the two. Okay. But we knew that there was specific Amiibos out there for Zelda that give you special things. That work. Right. 14 of them, yeah. The average Amiibo, though, is like, well, just going to eBay and try to find them all, they're 30 40 bucks each. I'm not spending yeah. that much money for Amiibos just to have a cool thing drop down in front of you. <laughs> well, I yeah, was there's, on a, there's several link. There's several link. Mm-hmm. Amiibos, I see that. Yeah. So here's what I did. I was reading a thing in a Facebook group and this guy was saying, Hey, I'm selling these little uh, paper tags and they're Amiibos. So I'm like, well, what is that? So I did a little bit of research and it turns out people have hacked these things and they're reproducing <laughs> them as a little sticker on a piece of paper. <laughs> so I found a listing for all of the Zelda ones. It was like nineteen ninety nine, free shipping. Uh, and the guy doing it was out of Detroit. So I got it just a couple of days later. And I thought, I'm going to take a chance. It's 20 bucks. If they don't work, I'll dispute it on eBay and get my money back. Right. So I get 27 of these things. <laughs> and they work perfectly. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at all the compatible figures. There's quite a few. So. Mm-hmm. So I got this this little hacky thing where it's just a so you just put this little NFC chip that's on a piece of paper like a sticker. You hold right. that up there, and boom! The 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 system thinks it's a real amiibo and it drops whatever I want to drop. And Cole is in heaven. So every day he gets home from school, he wants to break that out real quick and do all of his drops and see what he gets. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not finding that on eBay, but I have to go look for that. You mean if you have a link, you might want to put it up. <laughs> yeah, that is kind. Of, I'd searched Amiibo and I got something about black chain, black ch- cranks for your chain on your bike. Yeah, a little different thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would, I would imagine, anyways. I don't think that works in your game. <laughs> uh, so let me go into my purchase history. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh wow. So yeah, I think eBay is actually cracking down on it. 
Yeah, they might be. Because it says, we had to remove this listing from the site, and you're not required to complete the transaction. If you've already sent payment, the sale should process as normal, and you don't have to do anything to worry about, blah, blah, blah. Well, I got it, so I don't care. But you're it, lucky. It doesn't even tell me what it was. Yeah, they just it's completely gone. That's, so, yeah, I'm sure Nintendo, you know, Nintendo's protecting their... Oh, I don't blame them. But although I, I don't blame them, but then make the, pro, the product available, right? At a it's, reasonable price. Oh, a reasonable price, yeah. Oh, wait, but the recently view items, it still shows there. <laughs> so do a search for Zelda Amiibo NFC tag. Zelda Amiibo A M I I B O N F C tag. Let's see if it shows up. Oh, there they are. Quite a few of them. Yeah. Well, they're removing them quickly because the one that I bought for 19.95 is gone. But yeah. so I see one that says 18 pieces, 19.95. Right. If you're even thinking about buying uh, <clears throat> this game in the system, so this listing has been removed. You're right. Yeah. It's in the search, but it's not there. Right. So if you come across one that's live and you're thinking about buying the game, just order this real quick and get it before <laughs> they pull it because, dude, it's totally worth it. It's really awesome. They're all up to like $29 now. Yeah, because they're pulling them quick. Because they're pulling them. Yeah. But, but they'll, you know, they'll probably keep coming up as fast as they go down. Oh, yeah, there's absolutely. another one, twenty eight ninety nine, all 18 Amiibo tags. Yep. And it works. No question. I've got one. It works fine. Very, cl- very clever. Um, That's a good hack. That's a very good hack. It I is. It. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's fantastic. My son's very happy. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Anyways. Um, and we're admitting it here. <laughs> well, you know. So, so uh, yeah, that's... These things are for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> that's one of the shows in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Geekiest Show Ever 261 is out. Uh, the three geeky ladies... That? Yeah, I started uh, Geeky Show Because I remember I used to do that with you. I was listening to it the other day and went, I don't recognize any of these people on no, there. No, I know. It's, I still own it, but no, I don't, I don't do the show. I still host it. You know, I still pay for it to be up online right. and all that, but... No, Mark does that with. And they, they do a great job. It's it's a yeah, it's a fun I really show. enjoyed it actually. I hadn't listened to it for a while, and I went to listen to it just to see what it was because it popped up in my. Oh, by the way, you haven't downloaded this one. Stalled, you know. Right. Uh, iTunes stalls if you don't listen to them. Yeah. So. Which I actually appreciate, by the way. Thank you for that, Apple. That uh, they don't fill up my device with five hundred i uh, podcasts that exactly. I haven't listened to. Yeah. Three geeky ladies has been recently released one hundred four, and they talk about WWDC. And uh, I don't think they're all happy about the event. Hmm. Yeah, I, I haven't listened to theirs either. I have to, I have to catch up on that. I like that. Um, I like them as well. So, so that's a great show. There's a lot of other podcasts. <clears throat> I suggest you uh, go to MyMac.com and click the podcast button, and you'll okay. find a whole lot of different shows that you can listen to on a weekly or a monthly basis. Uh, we do love feedback here, and we're going to get to that right now. Easy for you guys to send feedback to us. It's simply the show at techfanpodcast.com so the show at techfanpodcast.com and we'll read your uh, feedback right here David or David sorry um, that's this uh, habit Owen we actually have some and the first one was for you and then you actually sent it to me I did send it to you I don't have it open in front I do. of me so I do I'm so not gonna, I don't need to read it directly this is, but I can talk to it this is uh, from Bill and Alex from Alex's Apple Orchard and it says hi Owen Thank you for the shout-out to Alex on the podcast a while ago. We He heard it. I listened last night to the podcast, and we had one of the 14 original Ken Back One computers. Remember, this is the thing that I found when we were doing our wiki trolling. Wiki. Yeah. 
Yeah. I had an expert evaluate it and create an independent report about it. It was auctioned in Germany and sits in the Douche Mutant. Douche? 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 I don't know how to say yeah. that either. <laughs> Douche? Dutch? I don't know. Museum in Munich. Remind me of your mailing address so I can send you a copy of the evaluation report and something original from the Kenback One computer. Best regards, Bill and Alex. Yeah, so Bill and Alex are very cool. They they bought some of my old um, prototype Macs. He I remember. Had, he had a, I think he still keeps some of them at home, but he they moved it to a professional location. Um, this amazing, I sent you a photo of it. Yeah, it's just amazing. Oh, it's collection of Macs and Mac paraphernalia and posters. And it was a beautiful, really beautiful collection. And it surprised me when he sent that. So he sent it to me and I got the book and it's all these beautiful photos of the original one and the guy who was reviewing it to make sure it worked and it was all original and it was in pristine condition and it still worked. Hmm. Which, That's you amazing. Know, the, the they they wanted to restore it without changing any of the chips or you know just make sure there was a few wires that were loose they soldered in to make sure they were soldered well right uh, but, yeah, but it was amazing and he sent me like, which know. i'm going to frame and put on the wall a programming page oh really so it's a, it's a page that lets you write programs for it that's cool right? it's sort of a guide to mm. programming it so it was very cool um I really appreciate them sending that to me. It was it was quite a surprise when it showed up in the mail. But um, these are great people. I really like these guys. And anything else I have Mac wise that that collectible and will end up going to them. At and some you know, point. I I I just love that. I've got uh, obviously a a fondness for preserving old technology. Now, me too. A lot of mine used to be about Macs, but I kind of grew bored with it. Maybe it's because I've talked about it for twenty five years. But a lot of my stuff now is more video game related, the older video game stuff. But I still love technology. And I simply don't have room for any kind of a computer museum or software museum. But that doesn't I mean I don't appreciate it. I love it. I think it's fantastic. And I love how they're preserving this stuff for future generations. Yeah, I have a few geeky things. Like I have my, my old trio is still sitting on my shelf behind me, powered up, and it still works. Mm-hmm. I still it still makes calls. I mean that's the part that scared me. And I have an old Motorola flip phone which I found cleaning up my office. And I said, oh that's funny. And I plugged it in, and it, it, I took a second for the battery charge. It beeped, and then it went online to Verizon. Hmm. And I opened it and I dialed my home phone number. Which, of course, it's not it's not turned on anymore. And I got it. Thank you for using Verizon. You can activate this phone. I was like, seriously, this is like a 1990s old Motorola flip phone. No, if you actually did try to, to do it, it wouldn't let you because that's analog, but it, no, but I got a recording from Verizon. Right. So it's still connected to the network. Yeah, the network's still there, but it's not active. The the old one isn't active. So if you actually tried to activate it, they tell you you'd have to upgrade your phone because No, I know that, but it just surprised me that it could even still talk to which yeah. means I could dial nine one one in an emergency on it, but it just surprised me that it still worked. Because I figured all the old amp stuff was turned off now. I would think so, but well, maybe there's a legal reason that they can't. I don't know. It surprised it surprised the heck out of me to get a recording. That, that said your phone is not authorized for this network. So we got a couple tweets, one from Alyssa Paselli, one of the three geeky ladies, and she wrote she wrote to us. Um, she wrote? She wrote. Did you say I did. I just made that up. You are you are a professional. Me, I'm, me, I'm very smart. <laughs> um, at my Mac, which is me, and at O'Rubin, which is you, on Twitter, 
I get a text and email when my credit card is used online at a gas station or in person when the total is over a certain amount. That's cool. I like, I I really, I showed Julie today because we went out and had breakfast and uh, I got a text that, you know, the restaurant we just paid for with my Apple phone. Boop. There it is. Or no, it was at Myers. It was at Myers. My fault. My, My wife thinks it's freaky. And I have to tell you a funny story on that real quick. Um, she was in Canada, and um, she wanted this particular piece of jewelry. She said, "Well, I'm going to go to the store. I think I really want this." And I said, "Fine. You know, you have a you have a birthday present coming." So she sent me a picture of it. I said, "That's really cool." So sometime later, she went to that store to buy it, and and it pops up on my phone. The charge pops up, right? That says that she bought it. So I send her a text that says. Congratulations on your new piece of jewelry. And she's standing in the store and it pops up and the guy who's she's in a store, her friend, her childhood friend works there. And she sees this and she goes, How the hell did he know? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's I but on the on the flip side, I'm not trying to stalk her. But the other day my phone started it's like beat seven times in a row. It's like, what is that? And I look, and there's this nine ninety nine, nine ninety nine, all these charges from Apple, <laughs> and uh, on a credit card that I don't have associated with an Apple account. Well, you told us about this on the last episode. Yeah, but that's I called the card immediately. I said, yeah, "We need to turn this off." They shut down the card and sent me a new one. But that I love that because I can stop stuff pretty quickly if it happens. And then the card now has a button you can press that turns it off. So Owen, I just sent you a link via Skype. Kodak Extra. Extra. Got to say it right. Extra. X E K Extra. Extra. So, Kodak has decided to get back into the pitchers' games, but maybe in a smart way. Maybe not. Hmm. So, it looks like a phone. It is a phone. So, it looks like an old school kind of a DSL type camera. Married to an Android phone, which oh, is intriguing to me. That is intriguing. Where the focus <laughs> of this phone isn't the phone aspect, it's the camera aspect. And when you think cameras, a lot of people think Kodak. Now, I never thought of Kodak as high-quality pictures. I always thought about Kodak as the little instant thing that I could take a quick snapshot of and you get the picture immediately, right? I always that's, think that's it what Kodak is. film and processing, but yeah, okay. But you don't assume... When you think Kodak, you don't think high-quality pictures. Right. So for them to jump into the Android market, and let's be honest, everybody knows that when it comes to Kodak, they're they're a struggling company at this point. Nobody's buying yeah. instant cameras anymore. I think their what? last big business was, was um, films for x-rays and stuff. Yes. But even that's going away. Exactly. It's all digital. It's so all digital. I was kind of curious about this. I asked if I wanted to re- uh, review it, and I did. And I do. Ooh. And so they sent this phone to me. And the build quality is extremely well done. It's got a very grippy front end. The screen or or the camera itself is huge. It is a big lens, isn't it? It's a big lens. And well it's a big circle, but the lens part looks kind of tiny. Yeah. So which is a little maybe deceptive. I don't know. Yeah. So I was curious about this. You know, it, it, look, I've got an iPhone 6. Not cutting edge technology by any stretch of the imagination anymore, but it takes fantastic photos. It does. Would this take better photos? I would assume so. It's much. It's brand new. It just. Well, I don't especially even know if it's, it's aimed released. at 
photography. Right. So they sent it uh, right out the gate. I thought, you know, well put together. It comes with a strap like an old camera would. So you can <laughs> strap it to your wrist. Uh, it's got Gorilla Glass on the screen, so it's not. It's going to be pretty durable. It's not going to scratch easily, as well as on the lens cover. It's grippy in the front, where you kind of want it to be grippy, and it's got a little hump on the side of it. Yeah, it's got that little camera holding thing. Right? Exactly. So see all of that looks pretty good. Then I turn okay. it on. Oh, I charge it. It comes with USB C, so it charges up very quickly. It really does. Hmm. And there's no right way to put it in. It's you just plug the thing in. I like that. Yeah, I I did do a review of a USB mini cable that does that, or micro cable that I have it in my car. So, just off, you know, looking at it and their PR, a tactile camera experience, intuitive touchscreen DSLR dial. With a with haptic, haptic touch. touch. Yeah, so you can right. kind of feel it as you're moving around. That's cool. Customizable manual mode, horizontal two-step shutter release, hmm. and extensive scene mode selection. So that all sounds pretty good. Then you get into the fluffy stuff. A classic is born again. <laughs> True character is carried in the detail. Every line, every contour, every... Yeah, it's like, okay, that's... Uh, always, 4K video, though. Yeah, 4K, 4K video. video. That's nice. Uh, optical image stabilization with autofocus, which is, okay, great. Uh, 13 megapixel front-facing camera. Not bad. Uh, front-facing. Front-facing. Oh, 21 megapixel back camera. That's like my Sony has a 21 With an megapixel. aperture F2. That's really amazing. So this sounds really good, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. I was. was I was. I was really looking forward to this. And? and I was so disappointed. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So let's start with the interface. It's Android. It's nothing special there. Great. It's Android. I can live with Android. But the screen itself where I'm looking at stuff is dim. Oh, that's It's funny. just dim and it looks like crap. And you can't brighten it at all. Okay, I, I, brightness is all the way up. And it's not even half as bright as my iPhone 6. So, eh, okay, fine. But... It's it's designed to take a picture indoors. I, in, you know, uh, yeah. So I'm going to give it a try, right? <coughs> so I fired up. I put it in video mode, and I start shooting video of it. Now I, I'm a horizontal video shooter. I am too. You see where the little bump is, right? That's for your yes. fingers, I would assume. Yes. So if you scroll down, scroll down to the page where it says newest features and just stay there for a minute. Um, I, I got to get there. Hang on. It's, it's on the same page. You just got to yep. scroll down. Okay. Yeah, okay. Now you see oh, how the lady is holding Look it. how she's holding the camera. Right. With her fingertips barely touching the camera. Yeah. Well, there's a reason for that, Owen. Because if you uh, actually hold this camera the way it was designed and you're recording video, your thumb cannot help but move a little bit over the glass. And guess what? You push one of the virtual Android buttons and it oh. stops recording. Oh. So you line up your <laughs> shot, whether it's video or still photo, and you just barely touch the screen. Boop. Done. Right back into the Android operating system. Uh, Hello. Is that... Are you kidding me? How, how stupid. App. Oh, wait a minute. That's where, you're saying that's where the, the back home... The, the, the Android buttons... The Android buttons are. Correct. 
Oh. And if your thumb comes even close to that, <laughs> it'll kicks jump you right out. out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I'm holding it like you know, a pretty pretty princess, barely touching it. The four finger, the four the, finger, the grip four finger point. grip on the edges of the camera, which is <laughs> not at all intuitive, and you can't hold it steady that way for crap. Not really. But yeah. fine. So I shoot some video that way. I go outside. Now I have a microphone that I plug into my iPhone and it goes into the headphone jack. Right. It's a lapel mic. So I can shoot video outside and you can hear my voice without uh, wind. Nice. I don't have to set anything up on the iPhone. I just plug it in. It recognizes, oh, look, there's a microphone there. I'll, just, I'll use that microphone instead of the internal microphone. That doesn't work at all with this camera. Mm. So image stabilization. That's is that an Android problem or is that a camera problem? I, who is cares? A it's a Kodak problem as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, it should. you can customize stuff like that. It should just work. I never tried plugging a microphone into my Android phone. I don't know what happens. So image stabilization, kind of important, I would think, right? I mean, it, yeah. it's one of the things that it, it's sold on, image stabilization. Well, I've got that on my iPhone 6 Plus to a certain extent. So I'm at work. I sell Toyotas. I walk down a line of cars as I'm narrating. I take the phone back inside and I watch the video. All I can hear is the the internal microphone and yeah. <laughs> and the picture is jumping all over the place. So their that image is... stabilization doesn't work at all. Period. Did it have to be was it a switch on problem? Did it have to be turned on? I not I don't know. I didn't have to switch anything on my iPhone. I did exactly the same walkthrough two seconds later no, on the I, iPhone. I get that. I, and I, I compared them. It's not even It's not even close. It's not even close. Yeah, so, that's, okay. that's too bad. For a $400 device, it should do better than that. So then, okay, let's let's take some pictures. Because that's really what it's about, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I couldn't take raw photos in manual mode. Um. It says it shoots raw, but oh, I guess not in manual mode. Okay. Um, but it says, oh, they said newest features added raw file support in manual yeah, mode. So, if what you're, you're reading soft- is what they just updated. And remember oh, at the okay. beginning of this episode, I said I'm updating this thing over here. Oh, that's what you were updating. Okay. Yeah. So, all of, oh, and here's the biggest problem I go to take a picture, I push the button, nothing happens. <laughs> a, a minute, uh, a second and a half later, which is forever when you push a click. button to take a picture, it goes click. <laughs> but guess what? Nothing on the screen changes. Did it take a picture? I don't know. Of your feet. <laughs> yeah, because it didn't take a picture. Uh, I, I love their before and after picture here, by the way. Before it's foggy and afterwards the clouds are gone. That's a pretty amazing camera, okay? Yeah, it, it did away with the fog. I <laughs> did don't know away with the that. fog, yeah. It, it it's uh <laughs> so, so here here's the things that they're updating right now so keep in mind this is an expensive piece of equipment enhanced single-handed camera functionality when using the camera when when the camera app is enabled the android touch buttons are now disabled to avoid accidental press when using the camera with one hand forget one hand it's any hand yeah, so any hand, yeah. it looks like they're fixing that problem Okay. How did this get out of production without anybody going, well, you know, if you hold this the way we're kind of designing it, and you just even come close to these buttons, you, it jumps down into Android. 
added raw support in manual mode. Oh, well, there that's you go. That's where it should have been. That's where it should have been. Right. Improved autofocus, making it quicker and more accurate. Well, I can tell you the autofocus was all over the place, especially in macro mode. It was just, it was terrible. Uh, improved face detection performance for better portrait photos. I didn't try any photo, uh, portrait photos, so I don't know. Uh, optimization to the auto white balance and color saturation, which your Kodak, you would think that that would have been kind of a thing. Right that should have been number one, yeah. Improvements to shutter speed performance. Are you kidding me? You well, released a phone that a when I pushed a, a button, and it's a second and a half before it takes a picture. That How did that get out of the engineering department? My So I'm curious, Tim, when you were shooting it, was it always that long? Yes. Okay. Every picture, I push the button and it would wait. difficult settings make autofocus go nuts. Even my Sony camera nope. sometimes Macro, stops. portrait, landscape, yeah. all of it. That's too bad. Okay. You push the button and wait. Well, wait a minute. I push the button. But okay, good. You're good now. A uh, new option to disable auto scene detection in auto smart mode. New shutter <laughs> effects to provide a visual indication when a picture is taken. <laughs> really? Who would have guessed? Hmm. There's an idea. Hey, guys, how about we let the customer know after they took a picture? It just took a picture. There's an idea that's been uh, on, was on my very first digital camera way back in the 90s. It was, a, it was on the first iPhone. Yeah. Flash the screen. Do something. Let me know I just took a picture. Enhance low light performance and optimizations to the noise reduction lithogram from... Uh, lithogram? Algorithm. Algorithm, sorry. From ISO 100 to 6400. Well, ISO 100 shouldn't have any noise right. to start with, but 6400 might be noisy because right. you're turning up the sensitivity. But, but wow, this well, is just the back. update. Yeah, I Report back how – I mean, I'm looking at the lens. It's a 26.5 millimeter. That's pretty wide. It is pretty wide. It's pretty wide. If, if uh, this update that I just applied actually fixes some of these issues, I will be more impressed with it. I'm less impressed the fact that they – obviously rushed this out for I don't know why. Nobody was expecting it. Nobody was holding their breath for it. There wasn't an anticipation for this thing. Right. And yet they they released a camera that didn't let me know I just took a picture. That if my thumb accidentally touched the screen where my thumb is supposed to be, the camera app would quit. So it's it talks about prints. Is is there some feature that's included or can anybody use their print service? I don't know. I haven't got that far into it. I was running into so many problems with this. I just disgustingly threw this on my desk at work and went, this thing's a piece of crap. Well, I just curious one question. How's its phone? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a chip in it to oh to make a phone call. I'd be curious to know how, the, how it works as a phone. I, I, I might install Skype on it because I, I have linked my Google account and all that. So okay. I might install Skype on here and, and try some Skype calls to see what the fidelity is like. But I'll be honest with you, the phone aspect of this is really is secondary. So I just turned it on. It's, it's done updating. It was done updating a while ago. I put my code in, click the check mark, and it says starting Android. And now I've got this montage of Kodak logos going past in this little video. I can't skip. Come on. It's, I'm still waiting. No, that's the booting. It's, that's the it's, booting it's bright, bright Kodak yellow with their logo. It's super annoyingly bright. Because it's it's still sitting here on that screen, big bright yellow. I can't do anything. I'm waiting and I'm waiting. Uh, by the way, I, I never shut the camera off. It rebooted, then it restarted, and now Android is upgrading. Okay, so yeah, Android phones take a while to boot. Yeah. Well, it's updating still. So okay. 
I told well, we'll the update earlier. We'll come back to that momentarily. <laughs> Next week, I think. So yeah, it might be done by then. So <laughs> aesthetically, it's very pleasing. But if you lay it on your back, your screen is facing down. So if you get a call, you got to pick it up to see who's calling. If you turn it over, oh well, now the lens is sitting flat on the desk. Well, no, doesn't the little hump keep it off the? Yeah, but it's. But Not you're still much, putting so. your lens flat down. Flat down, yeah, kind of dumb. Yeah, so I, I get what they're going for with this. I really do. And I applaud their efforts to try to, you know, maybe focus on their strengths and take advantage of what's popular. Android's popular. Cell phones are popular. Thin is popular. Well-designed is popular. Everybody likes taking pictures. And, hey, we're Kodak. Let's take advantage of our brand and do a different Android phone. Let's really focus on the photography. Great. But, you know, let's not give anybody an indication they just took a freaking picture. Who's the other... I, I, I see the ads on TV all the time, and I can't remember them. <clears throat> the, is it the Motorola that you can slap backs onto them? Uh, I don't know. There's a, there's a new phone that has... A, you can put... And one of the backs is a high-quality camera. I'd be curious to know how it... it uh, how it, it uh, compares to that one. I can't remember if that was Motorola that did that. Um, I'm always dubious uh, about any product that you got to add uh, something to it to make the camera better. How about I just put a better camera in it right from the start? There you go. There's no, no. It, so the, the, the design, I did this phone, I see the ads are for, is that uh, rather than have to put everything in the base unit, they can they have these add-ons, but I thought it was kind of interestingly bad for the wrong reason. So if I buy my phone and then I buy a camera back and I buy a <clears throat> music speaker back and I buy whatever the other backs are, then I have like four hundred dollars worth of backs. And when the phone's no good anymore, I've spent an awful lot of money. Baby's got back. Yeah, baby's got back. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear that. I'd be curious to know how they they say in here every image is unique, are online real time. Preserved photos in print. Yeah, we'll find out. I mean, I, they, Kodak I did, does good, do good printing, so you know it's. I did get something else that arrived yesterday that I. Literally well, before spent, you go there, yep. I want to make one comment. Yep. So one of the things I've noticed about picture taking on cameras is like I saw someone had a Samsung S8 and they were taking photos, and I was like, oh my god, those things look fantastic! Uh, it takes so much better pictures. No, it wasn't necessarily better pictures. It had a better screen. Yeah. Right, I would like you need to see the photos. Get them off on your computer and compare them side by side. Don't oh, I plan on it. I plan on it. That's that goes yeah. without question. I'm not. I'm not yeah. relying on the the picture quality on the phone itself. My phone is the same way. Yes, it doesn't look so great on the screen because it's like for like your camera thing there. It's not as bright as I'd like it to be. Right. Uh, but when I put them on the computer, I'm blown away by right. how good. It and I'm going to do that. But now that this is, uh, you know, the update's been applied, I'm going to put an SD card in it so I can save them there instead of plugging this into my computer well, directly. We'll see. I'll listen next week and see what you've got. I do have another product I'm probably going to be reviewing next week at all. I just got this in yesterday. Um, okay. This one, you know, I, I'm an audiophile. I have been for long as I can remember. I love good sounding audio. And the headphones I'm using right now are AKGs. Uh, they cost like 600 bucks when I got them many years ago. And they're still, for me, they're overkill for just doing a podcast with, but they're super comfortable, so what the hell. Um, and I've got a lot of headphones, but these are the headphones that I compare everything else to, maybe unfairly. But these are my favorite headphones of all time. 
when they eventually die, I'm going to cry and be very sad. <laughs> and then hit eBay to find another pair. <laughs> so the company that owns them, though, uh, AKG, also owns JBL. Did you know that? Harmon? I did not know mm-hmm. that. Well, they their PR person contacted me a couple weeks ago to tell me about a new pair of headphones, because I'm kind of known for reviewing headphones, especially over-the-ear headphones. I don't like the in-ear headphones very much, although I do got a pair of those coming, too. Um, I, this one actually kind of excited me, and, and I'm falling for the marketing a little bit, to be honest. These are the JBL E55BT, so they're wireless over-the-ear headphones, but these are the Quincy edition. The Quincy? Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones. Oh, okay. So I went, ooh, I'm kind of interested in, in that. Um, Quincy Signature Sound. Quincy Voice Prompts, which was kind of creepy when I was pairing it with my phone. Quincy Jones literally was telling me it's paired. <laughs> oh, well, really? Yeah. That's yeah. cool. It's, I his, like it's that. his voice. Uh, 20 hour <laughs> battery life and That's seamlessly nice. switch between devices. But it's not just Bluetooth, it comes with a nice corded headphone jack that I also used. Um, are they sound are they sound canceling? Not that I'm aware of. And okay. and I'll be honest with you, I don't particularly in high end headphones want sound canceling. Well because you have, if they're high end turn it, you have to be able to turn it off, right? Yes. So. But if they're high end headphones, it should be blocking out the sound, the ambient sound sufficiently when the music's playing anyways. That's right? a good point. Um well it's hard to get rid it's hard to get rid of low frequencies that way, but yeah, I agree. Yes. Um, wow, it's got an amazing resolution. Yeah. I literally spent five minutes with them so far. That's it. But I can tell you, <clears throat> just touching them, these feel like high-end headphones. These are very nice. They're very comfortable. You know how like, you can swivel the, the earmuffs back and forth? Yes. Not the earmuffs, the... I know what you mean, the yeah. the, the, the cups. Things, yeah, the right? cups. It is so silky smooth. Huh. And the stitching inside, very clear left and right. I I hate headphones that they put the tiny little <laughs> laser mark L or R, on, and you can't even see it in low light. This, you can see it, and it's still classy looking. So I have a pair of Shure earbuds, you know, you put in. Yeah. And they came with these little plastic clips you can change the color so i put red on the right ear mm-hmm. <laughs> right so i can look at it and know oh red for right i don't have to look at the little tiny letter exactly. which i can't see in the dark anyway right, right? you know yep little things like that that people don't these companies don't think about but really do contribute to the overall success of a product because if you can't tell what's left or right when you're putting these things on you're up ta- oh, i put them on wrong you take them off put them back on holy Crap, so Harman is a Samsung company. Are they? Yes, hmm. I didn't know that. Does that mean JBL's a Samsung company? Because they're the... Yep. Wow, that's really... Yeah, that's their logo, the Harman logo just popped up, and it says a Samsung company. Oh, uh, that's that's disappointing. But well, I actually like Samsung. I, I but don't. But they may blow up on your head, so be careful. Yeah. <laughs> but, like I said, five minutes with them so far, actual listening... Might be a might be a nice positive review. We'll see. I have to put them through the price. Ninety nine bucks. That's not that's not super expensive for a high end. It's not cheap, but it's not expensive either. I it, mean, I agree. It's not cheap. It's not you know a, 
impulse right. buy. But if they're truly the high quality you say they are, one ninety nine. Well, it's, it's it's hard to tell. The only thing I've listened to them on them, I should say, anyways, is the new uh, um, was it the thirtieth or the twenty fifth anniversary of Joshua Tree from U two. They just released this whole big thing, real high oh, quality. Did? Yeah. Oh, I have to I have to look for that. Uh, I, I just downloaded, downloaded it, and uh, it's got high quality digital files, so it's very high fidelity, and it sounds. The album itself is really great. It's not just the original album, but um, some really high quality live recordings and some B sides. Cool. And I was listening to it in the Sequoia, and it sounded good, but it sounded even better on the headphones. So, we'll, so we'll and see. then to make you feel really old, the fiftieth is it fiftieth anniversary of Magical Mystery Tour? Mm, uh, it could be. They just really they just released a, a Blu-ray version. Yeah, and the guy the guy George Harrison's uh, son. Um, has remixed it. They got the original ta- uh, four-track tapes, and they recorded. They, he talks about how they recorded in multiple four-track decks, but at the time they didn't have the ability to synchronize the decks to put them back together. But today he can. So he's done all these new re-stereo mixes, and oh my god, it's you have to be a Beatles fan, which I grew up with, so I am. But the stereo remix done in the high-quality audio is just phenomenal. So hmm. I'd love to hear it on those headphones. I yeah. think it probably sounds pretty good. So that'll be next week, and uh, I'll give you guys an update if I remember about the Kodak camera. If I get it back to it, it's, you know, timing is I am, everything. I will be posting soon a review of the other NEC monitor that NEC sent me. Uh, and I, It said if I, if I had reviewed this monitor by itself, I would have rated it higher than reviewing it after the the one I just finished reviewing. Yeah. Because it's like 20 bucks difference. It's $20 cheaper. It's a 16 by 9 instead of a 16 by 10. So you lose 120 pixels in height, which, okay, I actually like the extra height, but no big deal. But they were so intent on this thin bezel thing that they took the front-facing controls off and put a little joystick on the back. Well, how my office is set up, I can't get to the back of my monitor. That's easily. a problem. I hate that. And then they took off the cool sensors. That the, So one of the things of this NEC monitor, if you read my review, it has a human sensor in it, an infrared sensor that knows you're in front of it. So when I walk away from the monitor, bam, it turns off. That's cool. When I sit back down, it turns back on. And they have a little thing that tells you how much money it's saving you, you know, in its eco modes. They removed that from this other monitor. Because hmm. they made the bezel tiny. Well, but you can buy it as an option for forty-five dollars. That's weird. Wait a minute. For twenty dollars, I can get the bigger monitor. Right. <laughs> Why would I spend forty-five dollars for that? Um, yeah, I was. I'm disappointed in it. It's still a good-looking monitor. NEC did a really nice job on these two monitors. Um, their color and reduction, reproduction. The other thing is that it also comes with an optional calibration system, mm-hmm. which isn't working on my Mac. It's turning all the – if you look at the curves at the high end, the green curve has this big dip in it. So all the grays turn cyan – I'm yeah. not cyan, uh, turn magenta yep. pink. Yep. And I've tried to work with them, with their technical guys, and the guy – his final answer was, try calibrating it on a different computer. Okay, that will calibrate it, but these calibrate for each computer. Right, right. So the calibration does not move when you move it to another computer, right? It's kept in the app. And when you switch calibration on, it downloads whatever it had last time. Oh, yeah. So I can calibrate on my Windows machine, which works. But it ain't going to help uh, when you plug it into the Mac. But my Windows running on my MacBook Pro fails. Yeah. 
So with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of TechFin. Oh, and thanks oh. for coming in the last minute. Wait, 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 wait. Uh-oh, wait, he's got Wikipedia. something. Wikipedia. Oh, oh, you're right. Did you did you find the Wikipedia one that you yeah, wanted to do? Yeah, and, and this is this. It's very very strange, which is why I have to talk about it very very quickly. The name of the page is Monkey Selfie. Monkey <laughs> Selfie. I've got a look yes. at this. M O N K E Y underscore S E L F I E, and it's a story about this guy David Slater, who set up cameras, like in the jungle, with a button that the monkeys can push. And oh my god. He, it is a st- when you look at the one picture there, it's hysterical because there's this monkey looking at the camera doing a smile like he's doing this like any person would do a selfie. It just about knocked me off the off my chair. It made me laugh so hard. But the reason I found this one is I'm on the IEEE patent committee. Okay. Okay. And this one has it's a copyright and a patent thing. So the question is he did the whole setup. He put the cameras there. He made it available. He knew what he was going for, but the monkey presses the button. <laughs> okay? And people are saying he does not have a copyright to that photo because the monkey took the picture, not him. <laughs> and it's if you read this wiki, Wikipedia page, it's hysterical. And it's there's other you can find other articles on it. You know, like one photo sharing service wants to share all these monkey selfies saying, well, they're in public domain because a person didn't take them, a monkey did. Uh, this page just just floored me. It's, it, but you have to see that if you haven't gone there. Um, and I'm going to put it in the show notes so anybody can find selfie. it. Um, the, the picture on the top of this monkey looking into the screen oh my looks God. like any selfie of anybody you would see. And he's <laughs> claiming copyright to that image? Yeah, because he he made it happen, right? He did the whole setup. He did the equipment that makes it work. He he put it in the right place. He knew where to go to find these guys. He designed his setup specifically to capture these pictures. But the the this federal judge said a monkey cannot own a copyright to the image. Therefore, the image is not copyrighted because the monkey took the picture. So, so. <laughs> legally, he doesn't have a copyright to it. it it's being fought. Wow, but it's it, but you have to see the pictures; they're funny. Well, but this, anybody listening to this, this can just look at the. Copyright. I'm I'm going to put a copyright claim on the on the photo, but I'm going to use this photo as the show notes. For, for <laughs> it's this such episode. a funny photo. It's it just great. Makes me laugh every time I see it. It's fantastic. It's it's too good, and I'll put the copyright for the guy's name on there. So if he wants to come after me, I'll say, "Dude, I put it up on there." I had this for last week, and I'm sorry I missed the show. I just. You commented earlier, we had a con- contractor, and I don't get very good cell phone coverage here, so we have a Pico cell that runs on the network, and my network went down, so it took my IP phone off, it took my network down, and my cell phone stopped working, which I didn't realize why, because the, the little transmitter's still on, but it doesn't have connectivity. Right. So I couldn't get to you in any particular way. Yeah. I'm like, why is everything not working? Oh, I have no network at all. And I'll be honest, I, I really wasn't into doing the show last week. Um, you know, that that was a Friday, and my mind yeah. was on um, an event, uh, my mom's celebration of life, because, you know, long-time listeners might remember she passed away in October. Yeah, I'm And this, this past Sunday was that, so I was kind of preoccupied. But with that, we okay. do really have to wrap up. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, Owen. Tim. Thanks very much for coming on, man. I do appreciate it. your life. Oh, anytime, you know me. I, anytime you need a stand-in, David. I'm sorry you missed it, but I'm happy to join anytime you want. <laughs> we'll have to have you on more often too. 
I'd love to. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.